it's been a while since we've just sort of taken a walk through a text, uh, verse by verse. And this morning, I'd like to take a walk with Jeremiah uh, to spend a little time and savor the words and feel the comfort that is in Jeremiah. Prophetic books are not the ones in my Bible that have the most worn pages. Maybe because I haven't spent any real time in exile. But now in the midst of the pandemic, Jeremiah makes sense. Babylon took control of Judea back in 608 before the Common Era. And when the Israelite kings refused to pay tribute, they had, you know, cough up some dough to the conquering kings. When they didn't pay tribute to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, well, the Babylonians came in in a series of uh, invasions and each time they would take people as political prisoners and force march them back to Babylon. Some of Jeremiah's people have been in exile now for 70 years, 70. Others, maybe for a couple of decades less, maybe 50 or 30. An entire generation though, a few of the elders remember what it was like worshiping in the temple in the days of gathering in their homeland, the old traditions. Others have no memory of Jerusalem at all, or maybe just a very faint memory. But Jeremiah's words reach out to all of those people. I can't imagine being exiled for 70 years. I've talked to people who have lived in refugee camps for 20 years or 30, but never 70. And yet Jeremiah's words speak to the longings of my heart, the longings I felt in the last nine months. We have been in exile. We've been kept away from the people and the places and the traditions that we love and they give us joy and comfort. It feels like forever some days. I hardly ever go down to the fellowship hall anymore because it makes me sad. But when I'm driven down there because I have to fetch something out of one of those basement closets, I find myself pausing inside the doorway of the fellowship hall and it's a big, cold, empty, dark space. I find myself remembering the echoes of the laughter, the happy faces, the cacophony of voices, all in conversation, animated, the aromas of food-laden tables. Our classrooms are empty too, inhabited by only the occasional fly or beetle or the ever-present old building dust that floats in a sunbeam. You know, it's true we're in the sanctuary again for worship, and that's been nice for those who could be there, but it's not the same when we sit or stand through a hymn and do not sing and wait in silence while those at home lift their voices. I miss the joy of singing with you of singing with other people. We used to sing our way through the liturgy on Sunday morning and now we hardly sing at all. 
but I remember, don't, don't you, the joyful harmonies of days past. We miss our impromptu conversations, the things that take place in the hallways, just happenstance, sharing our joys, sharing our frustrations, reaching out for one another, receiving words of wisdom and grace that would sustain us, or at least the comfort of shared laughter or tears. We miss hugs, we miss handshakes, we miss the children, oh my gosh, running around with all their energy and zest for life. We're exiled from movie theaters and busy restaurants and coffee shops and gatherings with family and friends and we're separated from the former comforts and the old ways of doing things. And you know what? Jeremiah understands. Jeremiah gets it. He feels the same pain, the same exhaustion, the same yearning. But today, something is different. Today, a word comes from God that suffering does not last. A new day is coming, God says. Sing for joy. See, I'm answering your prayers, for thus says the Lord. Sing aloud with gladness for Jacob. Raise shouts for the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, save, O Lord, your people, the remnant of Israel. See, God says, I'm going to bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the farthest points of the south and the earth. Among them, the blind and the lame, those with child and those in labor, together, a great company, they shall return here. No one is hidden, you see. God sees each and every one of us wherever we may find ourselves, in every corner where we've been driven. And God will bring us together and God will gather us up again. That is the promise. No one will be left behind, no one forgotten, no matter how weak or weary we feel, no matter how arduous the journey may look, we are gonna be rescued from this present madness. Even the blind and the lame, will make the journey. Even the women pregnant or in labor will make the journey because God will bring us home, each and every one of us. With weeping they shall come, God says, and with consolations I will lead them back. There may be tears in our eyes, tears from the losses and the pains we've endured, but those are going to be mixed with tears of gladness too. We're going to go home to the temple once more, God says. I will let them walk by brooks of water in a straight path in which they will not stumble. For I have become a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. God is claiming us as children. God is saying, I've got you. And even though the journey back is long and perilous, God is leading us the entire way, leading us behind, beside these, these places of refreshment, beside the brooks of water. God is preparing the trail for us, removing every stumbling block, 
God provides for us. We do not have to find our way back to what was or what will be. God is bringing us there. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the coastlands far away. Say, he who scattered Israel will gather him and will keep him as a shepherd of flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob and has redeemed him from the hands too strong for him. The coronavirus may be too strong for us, but it is not stronger than God. Economic hardships may play pawn with us, but they are not stronger than God. God will redeem us from the grip. They shall come, God says, and sing aloud on the heights of Zion. And they shall be radiant over the goodness of the Lord. We will return to our sanctuaries. We will sing again God's praise. Our faces will be radiant with joy once more. Life will be abundant. It will be good again. Over the grain and the wine and the oil, God says, and over the young of the flock and the herd, we will rejoice. God's goodness is abundant. Life will be an unending banquet of blessing. Grain, new wine, oil, the young of the flock, our own life will be like a watered garden, God says, and we shall never languish again. Life will be filled with beauty and color and all the lushness of life. And we will blossom. We will blossom with God's care. This is God's word for us. This is God's promise for us. Then shall the young women rejoice in the dance, God says, and the young men and the old shall be merry. All of God's scattered people will be brought back together and we will sing and we will dance and we will <coughs> celebrate with each other because of God's goodness. I will turn their mourning into joy, God says. I will comfort them. I will give them gladness for sorrow. Life will be fruitful and satisfying. The disappointment and the sorrow of the past will be no more. I will give the priests their fill of fatness, God says, and my people shall be satisfied with my bounty, says the Lord. A day of celebration is coming. It may not be here yet, but it's on the way because God is bringing us to that place God is leading us even now. God's word is speaking to us, and that word always bears fruit. God says, I am even now gathering you from the north and from all the places where you find yourselves, and I am bringing you back, the Lord says, to Zion. I'm bringing you back to my holy mountain and to my presence, and there I will fill you with such abundance that you will sing and dance before me all the days of your life. Imagine, we are going to have a party. 
We're gonna have a party, I think, in 2021. We've taken it for granted for a while there. Maybe we were skipping church, but we can't wait to get back. We were starting to feel burdened sometimes that we were having to make casseroles or being called on for the dinners, but oh my gosh, we're gonna dust off the casserole dishes and the crock pots and the Instapots, and it is gonna be glorious. We're gonna fill our fellowship halls and our kitchens and our homes and our yards with crowds of people. And we're gonna eat amazing food and the aromas are gonna make our mouths water. And we're gonna crank out the instruments and we are gonna sing together and lift our voices loudly before the Lord. We may even break out in a dance. It's gonna be glorious. I can see it and taste it. I know it is coming. That is God's promise to us. Let us celebrate now in anticipation. Amen.